right? Welcome into Jets Nation Radio episode 10 from Fox Warren, Manitoba, friends. How's it going, Sam? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, oh. oh we lost him. There we go. There we go. Beautiful. Uh, so, boys are back in town as of yesterday. Banjo Bowl win for the Bombers. This is a pretty good week for fans of Winnipeg sports, unless you were a Gold Eyes fan and they lost in the playoffs. I didn't even know that. It's also a good day if you're a Vikings fan because they just beat the Packers, which is fantastic. Not a great day for me, but uh, fantastic. I'm not well enough, so I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Frenchie has retired French Jesus. You were saying last week, it would have been great to have him kick around for one more season, but he, uh, yeah, it was, that was good timing on my part. Uh, um, not, not the best call there by me. Good for him. Uh, his statement was lovely. He kind of, it was nice. He kind of separated the jets, which not everyone does. As I was reading it, I was like, Oh, we forgot the jets. And then I got to the part where he said, and to the fans and city of Winnipeg, it'll always hold a special place in our heart, all that stuff. So, yeah, I thought that was good. Good for him. Um, I've heard he's he's going to do some media, but I haven't heard exactly what it is. Yeah, TVA in Quebec. So, I mean, he's Frenchy, so he speaks French. Uh, he's going to be doing some broadcasts out there. Uh, I think he's just mostly going to do color comment, or not color, but um, just in between periods kind of stuff. So Okay, well, I mean, you got to start somewhere, so good yeah. for him. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to spend a year at Herzing, so he's doing A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Herzing. Shout out Herzing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking to get into broadcasting, go check out Herzing. At least Absolutely. give us uh, not that we're trying to knock any money off of our student loans, but uh, I mean, if Herzing's listening, please knock some money off of our student loans. <laughs> please. I don't think they have the ability to do that, but, no, but <laughs> yeah, so good, good for Perot. Um, I mean, he, it was interesting. Like he probably still had some in the tank, whether it was as like a fringe guy, but who wants to, if, if you've got the money, maybe he wants to spend a little more time with his family doesn't want to potentially have to ride the bus in the AHL. And I mean, yeah. yeah, awesome. Good for him. Wish him nothing but the best in retirement. Well, I mean, he already spent a year out in in Montreal. So I think he got his feet wet with that team. So it was just, I think it was a great move on his part. It just, it all wrapped up nicely. And I mean, like that four goal night of his, right? Like that was just so much fun. And I spent probably. Dale, are you all right? Sorry. <laughs> Don't, don't you remember that after he almost scored the fifth goal? Uh, Dennis was like, are you all right, Gail? Because some lady, I think she was from Brandon, would have won a million dollars had he got the fifth goal. How many Jets have pulled off like four goal nights or just like... I think it's just Perot and then line A's five goal. I don't remember another full uh, four goal. Copper. Yes, yes, Cop got a four goal. And that was, they changed it. So four goals, you get a hundred K still. It's still a decent little. I thought it's two fifty, but either chair. way, it's a decent little payout for the night. Not bad. No, I think it's a thousand for a hat trick. Um, hundred k. They just add a zero as you go up uh, in goals. Either way, we're gonna have to find Daryl Jones, and he'll have to tell us what the price is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, just watching his highlights, I forgot. Just like. He never scored sexy goals, but he always just scored these weird 
weird goals is how I would describe it. And I feel like he was always in the right spots. Yeah. Like he was he was grinding. He could play like fourth, third, at times even second line while he was here when he like first got here. Yeah. But yeah, I I loved Pro um as a player and just always seemed to have a smile on his face, having a good time. So yeah, well, even when he's getting all gray there, he still looks like he's having a great time. And just that long hair, too. Like, that, it doesn't French get Jesus. That. French Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, uh, so this is a question from a fan on TikTok. I didn't write down their username, so I'm so sorry if this was this was yours. Uh, have the Jets improved? Have, are they staying the same, or have they gotten worse this summer? I think... Like I'm, I'm always the optimist here. I think they've improved. Their roster itself hasn't improved, but I think last year, and I know it's hard to say this because any team, I think last year was an anomaly. There were issues up and down the coach left COVID injuries, all that. When guys would start to get hot, they would get injured. Like Cal Connor was really starting to get hot. He got COVID missed a while. Guys were getting stuck in the States with COVID It was just a whole thing. So I do think they're going to be better. I I don't think the roster greatly improved because what changes were made. You lost Stastny. You lost Cop. Um, So you replaced Stastny with a lesser person in Gagne. You replaced Cop with Baron, who has some potential, but he's not not Cop. That Cop was great. Like, um, I've been calling it. I've been calling Baron Cop Light all season or all off season. Absolutely, and I do think he has that potential to be that guy that can elevate to the second line, as if he needs to, just be like, so like he'll keep up. He's not going to light it up, but he'll keep up and be able to kind of plug into the lineup there. I don't think he'll be able to get to that top line like Cop was, but second, third, or fourth line, I think Baron will be good there. I do think the Jets should add one more depth player depth forward just because it feels very thin right now it doesn't you get a couple injuries it doesn't feel like there's a lot of guys and maybe guys will step up from the moose and start being that guy but it just right now it just feels like it's not there the depth of the team like very top heavy yeah but even like forward wise i don't know who you're bringing up from the moose that you're really comfortable with like after Sam Gagne, who's your, who are your, like, who are you really depending on in your forward group? That's, that's the thing. I, I don't know. Let me, I yeah. mean, there's like, got to be some young guys. There has to be a hidden gem somewhere that we don't know about. It feels like generally Kevin Shovel Dayoff is a little bit more prepared going into the season. And it's just like, the cupboards are a little thin there, buddy. Well, it could be like Daniel uh, Torgerson. Um, Henry Nickenen. Um, I've all, I've always been a big fan of David Gustafson. Like there are some young guys there who could potentially, even like a Mikey Isom. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really reaching here, but yeah, like, like, like I I do think Gustafson's going to be a guy that's in and out of the lineup as people get injured. Mm-hmm. It's just hopefully it doesn't come to that very often. No, but I just uh, I kind of had Samberg kind of pushed into the lineup already so that's kind of where i'm like i don't know good <laughs> samberg i think samberg's already in the lineup i think he's guaranteed fourth line 
Sandberg's a defenseman. Defenseman, my bad. Where am I thinking? Um, shoot. Sorry, I don't have my computer in front of me. Why am I blanking on Dylan Sandberg? We've talked about him many times being a defender. My bad, everyone. Yeah, he's uh, no, I, I do think Sandberg's a really good player. Um, I think it will. It, the Jets have made it seem like Billy's going to get more of an opportunity this year. You've, you're on a farm right now, so you may not have seen, but they posted something today, uh, an article talking about Perfetti and Billy potentially having breakout years and playing bigger roles on the team. So we all knew Perfetti was going to be there. Yeah. But Billy, maybe the new coaching staff doesn't love a guy just because he's six seven like the last coaching staff did. Yeah, I, I, I briefly seen that article and then I had to move grain and I totally forgot about it. Um, but yeah, I know I'm interested to see what Billy's going to do. I've kind of written him off at this point and I feel bad about it. But I'm Billy, just like, I don't think that's right. He's I mean, he was a first round pick three years ago. Now. Yeah. And I mean, it takes a long time for defensemen to really get comfortable in the NHL. Especially and a smaller guy like that, who's yeah. getting more used to the North American game. And he's, I think, I think they should have kept him up a couple of years ago, but like he was doing pretty well, but I understood sending him down, letting him go back to Finland. And then they traded for a couple guys. And, and I do think, like, I do think the, that Dylan and that Schmidt trade or those two trades, I think that will be better this year than it was last year. Again, I, I do think last year was a bit of an anomaly, and I think the team is going to kind of come together better, but we'll see how the new coaching staff is able to handle that. I mean, maybe it's too far gone. We get a month and a half into the season. It's not going anywhere, and Chevy starts picking things apart or loses his job. Because yeah, this this is kind of a this is kind of a prove it year for Chevy. I do think he's made some good moves, but if he made these the moves that he did last year and it didn't go well, and then he didn't do anything this summer, thinking that this team is going to turn it around with the group that they have, they better for his sake. Yeah, if you're if you're going to double down, like you know your job's on the line at that point. So. Uh, and I th- I, Chevy's doubled down a couple of times. I mean, that 2021 year is like, ooh, let's bring in Jordy Ben. It's like, mm. uh, that was just, uh, hey, if we get an injury in playoffs, at least we have a guy who's been there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's true. But I mean, it's just like, if you're going to make a big playoff push, and I mean, that I don't know if that team was necessarily good enough to make a bigger playoff push than they did. <laughs> I think I, I think that's worth a seventh round pick or sixth or oh, yeah, one. Yeah, it was I sixth think, or seventh. I feel like, like he could have done more at that <clears> time, though. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But they might have thought we don't know if we're going to make this deep run. Let's not give away the house. Like they had given away first round picks two years in a row. So you do you want to do that a third? And they got one back, which turned into Villy uh, for but the I mean, Truba if, trade. But if you got a chance at the playoffs. You go in for Lord Stanley's mug, like a. I think it's. I don't, I don't know if I don't I, know if you. People, I think people overvalue their first rounders way too much. I if you're not guaranteed a top ten in the first round, you trade that bad boy day in and day out. I don't know. I I think if you do it, I I, I think if he trades a third round pick that year or a first round pick that year, and they don't go at least to the third round, maybe even the cup final, he loses his job. If you just keep giving away first round picks for nothing, like what's the difference? Like, yeah, you want to go for the cup, but you better be damn sure you're going to 
make that run if you're willing to give away a first round pick. And the playoff run is still good for team morale and team like chemistry and all of that and money for the team. Even if you don't make, even if you don't make that deep run, I think it's more important to have that first round pick. So you keep this prospect pool, you keep filling it up. And I mean, you might, I, I just don't think you just throw away first round picks if you're a bubble playoff team. But in 2020, uh, I got to stop going back to 21, but I thought that they were more than just a bubble playoff team at that point. I'm trying to think. Wasn't that the, was that the, that was the Canadian year was 2020. Yeah, that was the Canadian year. I think they, they like, they were the third ranked team, barely ahead of Montreal. No, they they were, again, I'd have to pull up on my computer, but they were well ahead of Montreal at that point. They had the potential to get way ahead or, be ahead of the Oilers. They just went on like some weird seven game slump. I mean, season and just... you also look at the going into the playoffs that year, they knew they were playing the Oilers. They weren't catching Toronto. The Oilers weren't catching Toronto. Montreal wasn't catching Winnipeg. So, you know, you're playing the Oilers and you were eight and three against them that year in the regular season in 11 games. So do you really think, oh, one piece is going to help us beat these guys who have had our number all year? Or do you just need Neil Pionk to make <laughs> Connor McDavid look like me out there and shut him down and sweep the Oilers? I just I, I, I just don't think the Canadian vi- division didn't seem very strong. We saw that in the Stanley Cup final when Montreal limped there and just got their ass kicked. But... <clears throat> I just don't think the Canadian division was that strong that year. So you look at it and you think, okay, maybe we could get out of the Canadian division if we pick up a guy, but are we going to make a cup run without giving away way too much to maybe play? Like you're playing, you're going to end up playing teams in the playoffs, at least one team, if not two, if you make it out of the Canadian division that you haven't seen all year, you don't know, you might be way worse than them and a couple pieces isn't going to be the difference. I just I think it's too much of a risk, and I think it's. Uh, I, I'm glad they didn't just keep throwing away first round picks every single year on maybe a, a playoff series win. Velocity here. Oh no! Sorry, driving. No worries. Yeah, sorry to everyone that's listening to the big ass truck, Gus Hom. Give me like 30 seconds here. Sounds um, good. I, I also think, um, so I know one of the other questions you had was about trades this off season. I, it came from someone on Twitter. I saw that earlier today. Um, I don't know about, like if the price is right, obviously you listen to trades. I don't think you go out searching for a big blockbuster trade before the season. And if you're going to do that, I think, think you have to move a defenseman, probably Brendan Dillon or Logan Stanley to make room for Billy Hanola and, um, and Dylan Sandberg. I think you have to move one of those pieces out and bring in a forward, like a middle six forward is probably what you would get from them. Maybe like a draft pick as well, but I, I don't think a big trade or even a definitely not a trade for Jonathan Taves. <laughs> as that one guy said, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's the move right now. I think I, I think they're in going into camp being like, okay, let's see what we have here. 
and then we'll go from there. I don't think they're going to go extreme in either direction. They might sign a guy to a PTO or like a, a middle six forward if they can find one. If Sonny Milano maybe wants to come to Winnipeg, play on that third line, a guy that can elevate into the second line if there are injuries or anything like that. But I just right now, I think we're pretty much seeing the team. The Jets are going to start the season with maybe adding a player via free agency. I don't see a big trade coming either yeah, way. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be a big, sexy trade. And uh, that question came from Dr. Jets on Twitter. So shout out him for being our one of our first questioners. Um, yeah, so I yeah, I, I think they need a trade for a, t- like a third line guy that can potentially play um, – come on, you bastard uh, – that can potentially play uh, second-minute lines. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think going through free agency, if you can find that guy, is better than a trade because like there's still free agents out there that could potentially fill that role. And why would you give away a draft pick unless it's a guy that's going to be much better than one of those options out there? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like it's going to be a pretty rough situation for the Jets if they can't find um, uh, if they can't find like solid players and if you have that big logjam of uh, defensemen like ugh, you're wasting so much young talent come on let's go <laughs> this is electric i'm really enjoying watching this yeah oh, I, I agree you you are wasting that young talent you can't have guys like villy or uh sandberg sitting up in the press box which means you have to send them to the a which just sucks so i I think if you are going to make a trade, you've got to move basically Brendan Dillon, not Dylan DeMello, not Pionk. He had a tough year last year, but I mean, he was great the year before. The year before, he was arguably our best defenseman. So I don't yeah. think he's the guy to move. Morrissey bounced back last year after having a really tough year before with personal stuff. You you obviously aren't moving Josh Morrissey. So that leaves Schmidt and Dillon. That was bad math. Oh, Schmidt, Dylan, and Stanley. You're not moving, Captain Smiles. Absolutely not. That would be horrible. Um, I think it's it's Dylan or Stanley. One of the big guys is probably moving out. But if if they are going to move someone, I think in reality, Logan Stanley is probably going up to the press box and Billy Nola is going to fill that spot. Or, or some sort of rotation with those three young guys, Stanley, um, Samberg and Hanola. Okay, I think we may have lost Angus again. So, another thing I wanted to talk about is the uh jersey ads. I've, I've seen a bunch of people getting super mad about them on social media, they're like tiny little patches on the chest of the jersey. They blend, they're the same color as the jersey, so it's just writing. You're not going to be able to see them at all on the broadcast unless I, I haven't seen what the Jets are going to look like. I think it's because the Jets might be going heritage jerseys. We'll get into that. Um, and they don't want to announce that yet. But some of the teams, I think Arizona, Pittsburgh, or Washington, maybe. And I, I've seen three teams, they are. But you you won't be able to see them on the broadcast if they're doing the same thing as the NBA. When you buy a jersey in the team store, it's not going to have the ad on it because the NBA ones, the NBA's have that has had ads for a couple of years and you just can't see them on the jerseys and and they're not on the jerseys that you buy. So I, I do think those 
if it brings in money to the league, the NHL needs they, it's it's a good thing for the NHL if these teams are able to bring in money. The helmet ads I don't find bother me at all. The Jets are really good about it because they just match the helmet. Uh, that that Bell logo is either just white on the dark helmet or dark blue on the white helmet. So that's not really an issue. There's some teams like I know Pittsburgh's has, I think PNG, it's like a baby blue logo when their colors are yellow. That looks like shit. But for the most part, I don't think the ads are bad. I'm just watching Angus drive. (laughs) He's got us pointed up in his face. And in the vein of jerseys, the Jets posted a couple pictures yesterday. Um, They were... The guys are back in town, they're practicing, and the jerseys still had this logo, their practice jerseys, but helmets, pants, gloves, all heritage stuff, which really makes it seem like the Jets are going with heritage, because why would they be practicing in their third equipment? Like they practice in it a couple days before they go to it for games just to get used to the equipment, whatever. But why would they be doing that in the preseason when you want to be get getting used to your own equipment? So I think there's some potential. And I've been, I've said this every episode pretty much since the first episode that we did. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the Jets should go to their heritage. They're kind of going the same route that Calgary and Arizona did. They made them their third, or they had them as like a special Jersey. Then they made them their third Jersey and then they just went full out. They already have both blue and white. So I think it's the perfect opportunity to switch over. I don't know. Maybe the whites will be a bit different that they haven't worn those in years. Um, They may have even only worn them for the one heritage classic in Winnipeg. I don't know when else they would have worn a white Jersey, but the blue ones they wear, they wore like 11 times last year or something. A, A, handful of times last year. And I think we are maybe going to see the heritage jerseys, which would instantly elevate the jets to having the nicest, if not one of the nicest jerseys in the NHL. Now, I don't know how long until Angus is back. He is, he is farming right now. So I don't know. I I cannot believe on a jets podcast, you're wearing a flame shirt. I know it's, your sister gave it to you. I don't, I think you can hear me right now. I can't hear you, but I'm just going to rip into you until you turn your mic on. Yeah. You, uh, I cannot believe you're wearing a flame shirt, a Matthew Kachuk shirt of all things. That's just gross. I mean, the only people more offended than me right now are probably flames fans at a Matthew Kachuk jersey. So I just get a hold of yourself, man. But This has been uh, a little all over the place of an episode. Angus is on the farm right now. It's a short one, but I'm kind of just sitting here talking at you. And I think Angus, I, I don't know when he's coming back. So unless he turns his mic on right away, we'll probably just end this one. Give us a follow on social media. It's at Jets Nation on everything as far as I am aware. Uh, personally, my, uh, yes, at NHL Jets Nation on Twitter. Um, my Instagram is Sam Brownell Radio. Angus, I believe all of his stuff is just at Angus Hout on Twitter. I am at S Brownell 12. Uh, follow along, tweet at all the nation. 
to getjetsnation.ca back. Angus has been working really hard for that stuff. You can see it on his face right now. If you can see him, um, give Angus a follow. Follow along. He's writing for Flames Nation now. We'll give him this one easy out for now. But go read the stuff he writes for them. For me, you can catch me on 730CKDM. Uh, go to 730ckdm.com, Radio Player Canada, or 730 if you're in Manitoba, anywhere really in southern Manitoba on your radio. Uh, you can hear me 2 to 5 p.m. every day on the news or uh, the egg show at noon. So thanks for tuning in. Tell your family about the podcast and uh, have a great week. We'll be, we'll be, I, I don't know. Okay, I think Angus is saying bye. So we will be back next week. Uh, we'll be getting into more of the season as we start hearing more out of Jets camp. Hopefully there's a signing or something. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in.